up next, Zach Bailey. I am sure he has been busy over the course of summer. It's great to have Zachy Bailey, who is Channel 9's number one rugby league reporter, back with us for 2024. Hello, Zachy. G'day, Jimmy. Nothing's changed, has it, in season 2024. You're always talking a little bit of rubbish when it comes to Zach Bailey. Uh, Danny Wildler says hello to <laughs> Well, I might be the number one uh, rugby league reporter right now because uh, the likes of Danica Mason and Emma Lawrence are down at or have been down at Melbourne Park at the Oz Open, and uh, Danny Widler is enjoying the uh, summer of Widler, as we call it. Okay. In in a a case of Stephen Bradby esque uh, (laughs) in the journalism ranks here at uh, Nine News, I might have to take that tag while I can. Uh, isn't that funny? Because when you started talking like that, I'm like, he's Stephen Bradbury. He's Stephen Bradbury. Um, all right, mate, what have I missed? Well, let's start with Ronald Volkman. We're, so we're talking about all the people who want to apportion blame left, right or centre. What do you think is the biggest issue to come out of Ronald Volkman? And, and what is the latest with Ronald and what he's, what he's going to be doing post the recovery from injury? Well, it's a good question. I, I To be fair, I, I've been um, – I was just speaking to – uh, your producer Nathan Brooks and just talking about it, it's, it's a really weird time because it's it's been all essentially like all eyes on the tennis and the cricket and, uh, across the summer. Of course, there are league yarns that always pop up, but I feel like today is the day, or as of, essentially as of tomorrow, it's it's almost like we're really like turning our attention to the NRL and, and the season ahead. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird old time. But as as for that situation, firstly, um, I, I don't know what he, what he's going to be doing post the shoulder surgery. Um, if, if there's any clubs out there um, that want to give him a go, that, that, that'd be great. I don't know who will be, you know, coming quickly uh, for his services, given he's going to be sidelined for, you know, essentially all of 2024 after having shoulder surgery. Yeah. Um, but, Jimmy, one thing we do know is that, like, the clubs these days, if there's one position they need depth in, it's in the halves. Yep. And if you look at the Dragons, for example, the club that... He looked like he was going to be with in 2024. It's left them super skinny in the halves. They've essentially only got Ben Hunt, Kyle Flanagan, and then with Tautau Amone, given you know he's been deregistered, and now Ronald Volkman has um, his contract wasn't registered either, or the club didn't register it from their terms after they found this shoulder injury. Um, there's a, there's always a need for a good backup half out there. And I know he doesn't want to be the backup half, but if you're coming off shoulder surgery and you haven't cemented yourself as the chief number seven in any team, that's where he'll have to have to go. Uh, so it's, it is a bizarre situation um, in terms of what we learn. Well, I guess moving forward, the Dragons will learn that uh, don't have him training or don't have a player training with your team um, before the you know you've done all your medicals and you've got a proper good look at him. Um, and but you know in terms of the contract being submitted and registered through yeah. the NRL. Um, I feel I feel really sorry for him because I feel like, you know, Volkman's the innocent bystander in this and it all revolves around him because, of course, he doesn't do the contract. It, it comes down to the club management and his manager. Um, and he's, a, you know, he's almost the big loser out of all this. So yeah. it's a sad state of affairs, but in... in in the goodwill and, you know, hats off to the Warriors. Um, they're paying for his surgery and hopefully they can, you know, foot a fair bit of the bill towards his recovery and rehab because, as I said, it's not just a, hey, you know, go under the knife for, you know, a broken toe or, you know, broken finger. It's it's a long rehab. And we're talking about a player's career that, as yeah. you know, that, you know, they're not long. 
they're not long. You've only got a short time to, to make your mark and uh, make an impact in this game and, and get the joy and the love out of it. So I wish him all the best, and I don't know where I don't know where it's going to fall for him moving forward. But I hope to see him in the NRL in the future. Okay, so if there's two sides that have struggled uh, over recent years and and been in the news often for all the wrong reasons, it's the the Dragons, which we've just touched on, and the Tigers, and it's a very different effect that's happening over there at the Tigers with Benji Marshall. So Luai signs, but that's not until next year. Olam comes now, but Nofaluma is not there, which is a strong stance from from Benji Marshall. How have you or what have you made of? now that Benji has had control for the last three or four months and the decisions that are happening and and added to that, the change in management over there at the West Tigers as well? Well, right now, Jimmy, as you know, there hasn't been a, you know, a ball kicked off or no passes thrown or no tries scored and it's all looking positive to the West Tigers. Um, Benji Marshall, I mean, he, he's one of the greats of the game. He's one of the most likeable characters in the game. But the one thing, he, I guess not only for the media and fans out there, but it's the influence that he can have on attracting players to the West Tigers. And we've already seen that with Jerome Luai, who idolised Benji Marshall, yeah. uh, with Justin Ollum, out of favour with the Storm. But we, we know what Justin Ollum can be at the best. He can be the best centre in the game. Hopefully, for West Tigers fans, he can rediscover that form in 2024. But... the Oh, and even, as you mentioned, the David Norfoluma situation, the one thing that Benji must have done since he has fully taken reins of that club is is said, this is my club, you know, this is my team now. And he's shown great leadership. You speak to people around the club there now uh, who are big believers in Benji, and there's a, there seems to be a different feel there. Um, again, they haven't lost a footy game yet. So, you know, the pressure will mount if they start losing games early in the year. Um, but Benji just has this aura about him and he has an influence about him um, that will not only attract players, but I think the players will really feed off. The big question that I have from just an observation point of view, having been at trainings, especially last year when Tim Sheens was the coach, but Benji Marshall was you know, pretty hands-on at training, is it? And I, I think I've said a, a couple of times on this program, you're down there at training and Benji will be in the plays a lot. Like he, uh, he's, uh, I've never seen an assistant coach or a now-to-be head coach as heavily involved in running plays yeah. at a training session. Now, back in the day, it may, it may have happened a fair bit more. Like, I don't know, in your playing days potentially, but given there's so much staff these days, you, you go to some sessions and... The head coach, you know, might stand stand under the goalposts, watch most of it from afar as his assistants do everything, and then he'll he'll move in, say something, and move out. But very rarely do they get their hands on the actual footy. So that 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 transition now, Benji, being the assistant that's running plays, and to be fair, he was probably running the plays better than any half that they had there. Mm. You know, when he was running as the oppose, that that's a big transition for him now. And and the other thing is. Benji was so good at being a ball player. I almost looked like he would have found it frustrating that at training he was doing all these things and it looked great. And then it was getting out in the field and the West Tigers weren't showing the signs that they might have seen at training. So positive signs, um, but that transition from being that hands-on assistant to hang on a minute overseeing as as a head coach is an interesting one moving forward. Tucker Coleman used to get in the training sessions occasionally, but he was only re- reasonably recently retired. He used to do a bit of ball work. Gus Gould 
used to run a few ball play because he was a great ball playing back rower. Uh, Tom Radonikas, mm. not so much. So <laughs> during the course of uh, Tommy used to stand under the under the goalpost with a bunger. He showed leadership in other ways, maybe like post match. <laughs> Uh, many other ways, but um, what an all-time great. Now, speaking of, the Panthers are all-time greats. They've won three on the trot, but they've got to go across to a World Club Challenge, and history says it is very difficult to come back from that and win a premiership. What other impediments, or, or, or do you see that as the major impediment for them for season 2024? Well, it is an interesting one because they, they haven't – it's crazy to think that in the successive recent years, they haven't had the opportunity to go over to the UK and, and try and win a World Club Challenge. Yeah. They were in rare, the rare scenario last year when they play, hosted it at home um, and they lost. So I, I guess this year moving forward, like the, the clubs say that they really want to win this. And I guess, um, of course, you're not going to go all the way to the UK and, and not want to win it. Uh, the, the one thing I will say about their ability to overcome the travel over there is that when when the comp restarted uh, in COVID when we came back on May 28, yep, no club came back in better shape of a shorter preseason than the Penrith Panthers. Right now they were under the I guess the the um, strength and conditioning coach then of Hayden Knowles, who is now involved with the Blues and has since moved on. Uh, they also, when you think about it, they had more players involved with the World Cup last year sorry, two years ago, and came back and still won a premiership yep. uh, in 2023. So in terms of history, history shows that the, the Panthers overcome, whether it's a dis- disrupted or shortened pre-season, I guess, than any other team to go on and then have success. Not only is that that there, but they've lost, obviously, the likes of Stephen Crichton, who's, who's, a, who's a gun player, Hosking, who you know was in and out of the, the first grade squad this year, but is also... Um, you know, showed his worth as a, as a good back rower. The, the whole Jerome Luai narrative, um, it's, you know, if, if they do have any down patches this year, it might be an easy thing to go to, but yep. the whole relationship between him and Ivan and they're, they're just, they've got to have success to stay on top of that. Yeah. Simple well, as that. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Well, the interesting thing around their senior players, so I'm thinking about that. Well, Isaiah Yo is one of the most dedicated players in the game. Nathan Cleary is obsessive about his preparation, mm. and we know that from multiple teams. And James Fisher-Harris strikes me as a guy who, you know, leaves no stone unturned. So when when you start talking about the senior players and the way they go about things, it's a very good point that you make, Zachy. Quickly, mate, TPJ, is this what, <laughs> back at the Broncos? I don't think the Bulldogs are too concerned about it. What's your take on it? No, it's, it's just fascinating that a guy at 27 in August last year said, look, I'm, I'm leaving rugby league. It was actually a chat with Danny Wyther when he said when he was young, he didn't actually feel like he loved rugby league. He only played it because his parents pushed him into it. And he was looking forward to getting away from the sport to go and pursue boxing. And then there's now talk that he could be back, you know, nine months later playing in the NRL again. It's, it's fascinating. Um, it's very rugby league because these stories yeah. always pop up. I look forward to seeing how it plays out. Um, and hopefully... Uh, if he does come back in the game, we see the best of Tavita because, as you know, he's had rocks and diamonds in the past. Yes. It'd be great to uh, see Tavita back at his best. Yeah. Well, I was going to quit radio and take up boxing, but I was deterred by the fact that a number of people who wanted to fight me, so I ended up staying here. So uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not on that list. Don't worry. <laughs> Good stuff, Zachy. Great to have you on the program again for 2024. Really appreciate it, mate. You have a great day.
Great to chat, Jimmy. Zach Bailey there from Channel 9. Uh, all right, let's get ourselves to a break. We're running a little bit late. Call now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 if you want to be a part of the program. The text line, 0457 736 736.